0: All right, so up to Kufyud beizam et is the bottom line. Um, now today's daf is actually very interesting. There's so many halacha So just remember where this daf is when you ever want to analyze it further. It's Kufyud gimel. There's a lot of halacha l-am-ay-ses. So the Gemara is continuing. It's finishing up the discussion about summoning someone to court. We talked about excommunicating them, summoning them. So amravina Yohevina zimna apum deitasev de We'll summon someone to court through a woman or through a neighbor. Meaning, let's say there's someone that's refusing to go to court. So you have to give him papers, basically summoning him to court officially. And then if he doesn't come to court Monday, Thursday, Monday, then they excommunicate him. They will send, we said yesterday, they'll send a shliach to deliver it. The truth is, they'll give it to a neighbor or a woman who goes to him. Let's say he's a, he's a dentist. And the woman says, I'm going to his office. Anyway, we will give the summons to the woman. And we trust that she delivered it to the extent that if he refuses to show up, we assume that he got the message and he's in Kherom. So we will trust a neighbor, a woman, to deliver a summons to go to court. But the Gemara makes clarifications. This only works if the guy does not live in the same town. Meaning, if the guy, let's say the Bezin is in Brooklyn, and the guy lives in Queens. So then they'll either send the shliech Bezin, but if there's a person who says, I'm going to his office anyway today, I'll deliver it, we'll give it to him will trust. But if the person lives in the same neighborhood as the Bezdin they will not trust a person to deliver it, why? If the if the bezdin is in Brooklyn and the person lives in Brooklyn and I and you say, Oh, I'm going to his office anyway, I'll deliver it, and I give it to you, I don't trust you. Why? Because you'll say to yourself, maybe he didn't end up going. But he says to himself, it's not so bad because they the Bezdin's in the same town anyway. I'm sure they I'm sure they found I'm sure they saw him anyway. I and mean, he when it's in a different town and the shliach knows that they're relying on him, okay, so then they're gonna definitely do their do their job to deliver. But says the Gemara, if they're in the in the same town, why? Why? Damrina, because we'll assume that this woman or person Maybe they didn't actually deliver the papers. And I, they didn't do the shlichus. They say, I'm sure Bezin probably found someone else. Bezin probably sees them all the time. They're in the same neighborhood. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. And therefore, uh, we don't rely on their shlichus to deliver it. Another one. Another thing. Let's say this guy lives in a different town, but we know that on his way home he passes by the bezdin. If he passes by the bezdin on his way home, we do not trust the shliach to deliver it. Why? Because the shliach will say to himself, "They probably saw him." even if he lives in a different town, but if you know that he's traveling and he will be passing by the Bezdin, literally passing by the area of the Bezdin, then we assume the shliach will just say to himself, the Bezdin probably saw him. I don't have to deliver it. And therefore, we don't know whether the shliach actually delivered it. So if he doesn't show up, we're not going to put him a cheyem. Another one. This is only true also if the person who said that they will deliver it will see him that day. Meaning, if let's say he's a dentist and the woman says, I have a dentist appointment in by today, I drop it off, then it's fine. But if let's say she says, I'll take it now, I'm actually going to him in three days, no good. Because we assume that by the time she goes, she forgot. So it has to be that the person is going to see her that day. Okay, let's go back to it. Amarava... If a person was put in chayrim because he refuses to go to court, then when do we refu- when do we rip up the star? We'll only rip up the star if he shows up. Meaning, if you have someone, if I've been summoning you to court and you refuse to show up, and I put you in chayrim because you refuse to show up, and then you send the message to Bezin, I'm showing up. We will not rip up the star. You have to show up. In order to rip up the excommunication, you've got to undo it. you got to show up. Similarly, let's say someone is put in cheirem, not because he didn't show up, but because he didn't do what Bezin said. Let's say Bezin said pay, and he refused to pay. They put him in cheirem. When will they rip up the cheirem? They'll only rip up the Khairim when he does it. Not when he says he's going to do it. So if I put you in cheirem because you refuse to pay the thousand dollars that you owe Menashe, and then you say, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'll finally do it. We're not going to rip it up. We'll rip it up when you do it. So when you actually show up to court, well, if you didn't, if you put in Chaim, because you didn't listen to Bezdin, we're only going to rip up the Shtar to allow you to be unexcommunicated if you actually do it. Not if you say you're going to do it. You have to actually do it. Do what? Whatever Bezdin says. You understand? Yeah, do the actions. Now, just saying you're going to do is not enough. The Gemara says, it's actually not true. In the first case, we will rip it up. Meaning in the first case, where a person says, A person's put in Khairim because they refuse to show up. If they say they're going to show up, that's enough. Why is that enough? Because Bezin doesn't want to put the guy in Khairim. And if the person says he's going to show up, we'll give him a chance. We'll give him a chance. If they put him in Khairim because he refused to actually pay the money, he's got to pay the money. But if he refused to show up, if he finally says he's going to show up, we'll rip up the Khairim. And if he doesn't show up, then we'll rewrite the Khairim. But we're going to give him a chance. We don't want to scare him away. Amr al Khizda. So we said that for someone who doesn't come to court, we summon him Monday, Thursday, Monday, and then they put him in the next day. So Tuesday. Monday, Thursday, Monday. He doesn't show up the next. The third Monday, we put him in cherim on Tuesday. So zman We summon him to Monday, and then we summon him on Thursday, and then we summon him on Monday. Zimna, u'zimna zimna, zimna, three times. Ulamachar, and the following day, Tuesday, Kazvina, we put him in cherim. Okay. Is this the way it works, then? I have no idea. Parach Hashem, I mean... I would ask other people who have been summoned, but I've never been summoned to court. so I don't know. I don't know, I don't know so anyway, the Gemara says, Ravasi ikla b'rev Rav kahana. Ravasi went to Rav Kahana's house, and, uh, to the bezin of Kahana. He saw that Rav Kahana summoned a woman to court, and he excommunicated her the next day. He didn't do the Monday, Thursday, Wednesday, Monday, Thursday, Monday thing. He called it to court, and the next day, put her in Chayim right away. So I thought it was the last Monday. No, it was no Monday, Thursday, Monday. So why not? So the Gemara says, I thought you are supposed to give three days. He says the whole Monday, Thursday, Monday thing is only true for a person who works. You See, why would they do Monday, Thursday, Monday? Because they would travel a lot. And if the guy's traveling, you can't expect him to show up the next day. But they would come in for monday thursday and monday for chris Atira, for the markets whatever it is so you give him a chance if he's if he's traveling salesman so you give him monday well maybe this monday he can't do it you give him thursday maybe this the third monday now now that's it but a woman who's living in the town She's in the community, well, Monday, Thursday, Monday, right away, as the Gemara says. We do the Monday, Thursday, Monday for someone who's traveling, is a businessman, who may not be in the town, but for a woman who's in the community, she's right there, you hand her the paper, what's she got to do? She doesn't have a job, let her show up the next day. She doesn't show up the next day, she's in Cher. The Gemara continues, <laughs> You should not summon a person, not during the month of Nisan, because he's Isaac in Pesach, you should not summon them during Nisan and Tishrei, because they're busy. And therefore, if they don't show up, it's not because you're putting them in a tough situation. It's not fair. And says the Gemara, <laughs> you shouldn't ever invite them on any erev yomtiv, meaning even Shavuos, whatever. Erev of they're busy. The loi not on any Friday. Every Friday, a woman's busy. Don't summon them to court. These are not is good it, times. It, is it because of busy? Because they're the simple, and you want to room their simple. No, busy. They're busy. They, they, they don't have time. They, they don't have time. Says the Gemara. Nisan Labasa <laughs> You're allowed to send them a summons during Tishrei to come in during Cheshvin. So you're not telling them to come in now. You tell them to come in after Cheshvin. That's fine. That's fine. They're busy now, but they won't be that busy then. So you can't summon them to come in during Tishrei, but you could summon them in Tishrei to come in during Cheshvin. It says the Gemara, but you cannot send them a summons on Friday to show up on Sunday or Monday. Why? I just said the same thing. If I could summon you on Tishrei for after Tishrei, why can't I summon you on Friday for Monday? The difference is, says the Gemara, my time They're so busy on Fridays. Brad? They're so busy on Fridays. I don't know. He's probably buffering the walls. He's so busy on... That's funny. He's so busy on Fridays... Which I appreciate everything that he does. We're so busy on Fridays that oh, that uh, he's so busy on Fridays that if you summon him for Monday, he's not going to remember. You could busy, you could summon him Tishrei for Cheshvan because although he's busy, he'll remember. It's so much time between the summons and the going; he'll probably at some point pop into his mind. He'll remember. But to summon him on Friday, to send him something on Friday, a message on Friday, it's so hectic; he's not going. to, It's going to be like gone, and therefore to summon him for Monday no it's true okay it's a good point that's a good point also but you, you want to say oh, no. okay, keep going zimna rigla you're not allowed to summon someone by the Shabbos a-gadol, Joshua or the Shabbos shubah, Joshua. because think about it that's a good time when people are showing up to court can't evade the court they're, at the, they're in front of the big rav Shabbos Shuvah Shabbos a-gadol. you're not allowed to why? because that's not why they're here for they're not here for it to be summoned and the Gemara says Amayisa Ki kiava also the command of what, well, what's the, what, what What's up? Why what's what, what can't you summon them? Because it's not right to summon someone when they're showing up to the Shabbos HaGadol They're not going to show up anymore. You can't summon them to court at the Shabbos HaGadol That's not why they're here. They're going to stop coming. That's not what the shear is for. It's not meant to summon, it's to, to entrap someone. But says the Gemara, They once came in front of Reb Nachman and they asked Ibn Nachman at his Shabbos HaGadol Drasha to, to summon people. And he says, I held the shear for you. You think that's what this is about? The shir is not... The shir is to teach people Torah. And, and the people are only going to come if they don't think that they're going to be summoned. I have a nice about this I'll tell you afterwards. So the Gemara says, but nowadays that there are charlatans who refuse going to court and the only way to catch them... Dang. Okay, so then Chashinon, then you can talk do Shabbat Happens to be in the Sefer, um Hayyam. I think it's in Daf Nun Aleph, Nun Bez. I have to check. It's been a while. But he brings down... Just because, it, no, it just stood out. It has different f- fonts. No, it's a fascinating thing. He brings down that um, that he remembers when he was younger mm-hmm. that there was a Moiser in the community who was giving over people to, to the Goyim, and they killed him. In the community, they killed him. They drowned him in the mikveh. And when did they catch him? He would only come to Shul one time, and that was Kol Nidre. So during Kol Nidre, while everyone had their Talos on, two big guys picked him up, took him outside, uh, brought him to the mikveh. Uh, H- held his head underwater, water and that was it. It's it just, it just like the only time to catch him is the shop was like oh, the only time to catch him is kal Ninja. He says it brings down, Rabshir says bring down. He says I, I, this a MISA that happened with my father when I was a kid. And he says when the sh- cop showed up, they, they all said the same thing. They legitimately didn't know what was going on. They said that this guy was a bad guy. They heard a big commotion. They thought he was kicked out of his seat. They didn't think that they were going to kill him. No one knew what happened to him. They said they heard a big commotion with the guy and they saw the, uh, two guys kick him out of the shul. The Gemara says like this. Yeah, huh? Yeah, Moiser, He's a roidif. He's sending over people to the government. He's a, a kapo. I would not uh, know anything about that. Yeah, Wow, we're uh, we're really uh, we're really airing it out. This <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is not going to be uh, recorded. The Gemara <laughs> says of Just to finish up the sugya, we said in the Mishnah that although the kids, if let's say someone steals and leaves a laptop, the kids. If there is yish and shina reshus, the kids don't have to return it. But says the Gemara, if there's land, they have to return it. Why? Kibud avayim. It's not respectful that people should be like, oh, that's the land the guy stole. So even though they're not mechuyev, technically kibud says the Gemara. Masilur Rabbi of Rabbi taught his son. It doesn't have to be the land. It could be a cow. It could be a donkey. Things that are public, you have to return because kibud av. So it doesn't have to be land. Anything that is public, that people will be like, oh, that's the cow that the guy's father stole. Just to keep it aim after he's dead, you have to return it. So here's the Gemara's Kasha. Land, yes. Cow, yes. Because the, they're public. The question is, What about a couch? What about a table? See, a couch and a table are only public if you're in the house. If you're in the house, it's going to be very noticeable. It's not like a bedroom where nobody sees it. It's in the dining room. So the question is, do I have to return it from Kivarav? The father steals it, and then the father dies. So the outsider, when they're walking past the house, you don't see it. But every person that comes in the house, they'll be like, oh, that's the house, that's the the, the table that the father stole. The question is, is that public enough that you have to return it? Says It says, give, someone, give a wise man something, he'll take with a meaning. The same way you have to return the, the cow, keep going, you have to return the table as well. It's public enough. And therefore, you have to return it. Okay, this next mishnah introduces us a concept that is very fascinating. Which I told you I can't go into the Allah, so I don't have time, but it's it's this is the sugya. If you ever want to analyze the sugya of Dinah Machus it's today's daf. So the Gemara says like this: Ain partin loy Tevis hamuchsin. You're not going to make change from the tevis muchsin Is the tax collector's uh, money? and not the ca- tax collector's purse them odvem and you can't take s'dokin from them. What does that mean? Meaning, you have a guy who had collected taxes. He would collect taxes, collect, uh, you know, um, uh, customs. Let's say you, he has ten dollars, ten dollars in cha- uh, ten singles. You can't take a ten and put it in and take out the ten. Why ten to ten dollars? Why? Because the gemara is assuming that all these tax collectors and all these customs were gonna them It was it was stolen. They're not allowed to take these taxes. Therefore, all that money is stolen. You can't then take the money. Because <laughs> now you're taking, you're taking a $10 bill, that's good, and you're exchanging it for 10 singles that are stolen. You're taking stolen money, you're not allowed to do that. Now whether it's considered, if you hold Yish, is not kinda, of, it's really stolen. If Yish is kainat, of, it's still disgusting. <laughs> Correct. And the Gemara is going to ask that. What about Dina Machuz Adina? They're allowed to take taxes. That's what the Gemara is going to get to. It says the Gemara, hu By the way, you can't take Tzedakah from them either. I and mean, if they want to give you stuff, you can't take it. Either. It's, money. it's 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 stolen funds. Stolen funds. But says the Gemara, "I i But if he has private money in his house, you could take it because that money is not stolen. It's the money in his. It's funny. He's a thief in his job, but his actual money is not stolen. It's the it's the tax collecting box that's stolen money. So here's the Gemara's cash. The Gemara is making an assumption. The mission makes an assumption that all tax collecting money is stolen. What do you mean? The Gemara says Tana. Now, first of all, before we get to the whole sugya. The Gemara makes one point. While you're not allowed to make change of this tax collecting money, if let's say the tax collector is taking five dollars from you and you have a ten, you could take five dollars back. Why? It's stolen. The answer is because if you don't, then he's going to take all your money. It's, Rashi calls it matzil miyadam. You're at least saving the five dollars. I mean, it's not like you're. It's not like you're just putting yourself in a matziv where you're just taking stolen money. Over here, he's taking ten dollars from you. The only way you're going to get anything back is by taking that five back. The money's the money's gone anyway. It's fine. You have to know exactly what the heter is, but that's that's what Rashi says. Now let's go weiter. Right here. Here's the Gemara's cash. tax collector is stolen. Isn't there a concept called dina Mahusadina which means that if the government ordains it, then you're supposed to follow it? So if the taxes are meant to be given, so how could you say it's stolen? Now these next two gem- two answers, the first answer, I think the first one has uh, led us to a lot of uh, problems of, I think, misunderstanding it. Not uh, Whatever. The Gemara says the first answer. We're talking about a custom collector who has no limit. Now what does that mean? It says two pshatim in, in the rush in the Durham, what this means. The first pshat is this tax collector is, the, the king never said the amount. It's, it's a sliding scale. The king said you want to take 1% taxes, you want to take 50% taxes. Do whatever you want. In such a situation, says the Rosh, that is not lawful rights. Meaning, that is not, Dino al is only when it's lawful. If the king sets up a tax collector to just take whatever he wants, you can't say it's Dino al It's not Dino al if it's unlawful. Now that's the first pshat to understand that. Now that led us to people think you could cheat on taxes. No, I'm not getting into that. But that was, maybe in Europe they didn't have, uh, you know, in Russia and all that stuff. But that's the first shot that it's, it's mukis, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a government that set up taxes that was unlawful. But the second shot is it's not that. The second shot is is that the guy is taking more than he's supposed to. It's not that the king set up an unlawful thing. The king set up ten percent, which is lawful. But this tax collector takes fifty. So all the money is stolen. Very simple. Another answer, the bear of Yanai says, Who says the tax collector is set up by the government? This is just some, this is a guy who's shaking you down for, what was it, the, like the mob, for protection. It's not, it's not set up by the government. He's just saying taxes. It doesn't mean that it's set up by the government. My father, when we were little kids and he would want super snacks, he would say it's taxes and he would take a lot. And that, that was also unlawful, right? So there could be an unlawful, if, my, if I was having super snacks, if I was eating candy, my father would be like, can I have? And then I'd take, and then he would whoa, take, whoa, whoa, and whoa. he would say taxes. <laughs> so, so this is an unlawful system. No, no, anyway. Oh, my <laughs> no, so the are yeah, yeah, no, no. So these are the two approaches to explain the sugya. <laughs> Smooth. These are the two. These are the two options to explain the sugya. Now the Gemara says these two, same two answers to explain how it's not dina Mahusadina. dina. Some people put it on two other halachas related to dina Mahusadina. dina. Again, the first answer is it's the guy is taking more taxes than set up, so it's not lawful, or he's not a tax collector from the government. He's just a, he's a, he's a mob boss. Says the Gemara, some have these same two answers on a different sukya. It's a very fascinating sukya. The question is like this. I sell uh, clothing for a living. Now, and I'm going through customs. Now, all the things I show them, all the clothing that I show, I have to pay taxes. What I'm wearing, I don't have to pay taxes. The question is, can I wear 50 pairs of shirts? I want to. Okay, yeah, I'm not. You wear 50 pairs of shirts to avoid taxes. Now, there's two issues. One, it's stealing from the government. Because by you wearing, the more you wear, you're stealing from the government. Number two, some of the shirts are claym. So it says the Gemara. You now have to wear First of all, it's claim, even to avoid taxes. So it's awesome Okay. Now, so far, also Masis and not like Revakiva, but it's not Ravikiva Shita. Ravikiva Shita is its mutter. De, Tanya, the first price says you're not allowed to evade taxes, you're not allowed to wear Klayim to evade taxes. Rav Shimon, Amishim, Ravikiva, Rav Shimon says, in the name of Ravikiva, it's mutter. Now, there's two points. There's two arguments over here. Can I wear Klayim when my intention is not to wear it, but my intention is to walk through the tax collectors? There's a Klayim shaila Machleikes, and then there's an evading taxes shaila. Machloekas. So now let's go through. The Gemara says, "Bishlah b'leining kliyim makamivli." What's the machloekas by kliyim? So the Gemara says the machloekas by kliyim is as this: the definition of clothing is actually very sidestick because it's not for now. But Ramiya Shafai is as a truva where he talks about this in the first volume of Egres it, Moshe. He used, I think, he uses this sugya to, to. It was a big machloekas about uh, when there's no erev to have one of those just plastics that just covers the hat. Mm-hmm about whether you're allowed to wear that with r- that nerve. Rameisha, how that is also very very complex. But basically, Ramosha says you, the, the definition of clothing is either to warm you or for cover. It has to be that it's for style or for warmth. That's the definition. If you're doing something, if you're wearing something that's for neither, it's not clothing, and it's considered a burden. It has to do with the laws of carrying on Shabbos. It would be an issue for carrying. So over here, the Shailah number one is I'm wearing klaim, not for warmth, because I'm wearing 10 pairs, and I'm not for covered. I look like an idiot. So it's not considered a Levisha, but it's a and mischavin. So I'm doing I'm doing like the Avera, but not for the right intention. I'm doing the Avera, but I'm not doing it for the classic intention of wearing. Is it mutter? and Mischavin is it mutter? Why is it not It's a whole sugger. Why isn't it Absecratia? It's not for now. The point is mischavin. So first shayla number one is are you allowed to wear a climb when your intention is not to wear it? Your intention is just uh, over here it's evading taxes, but that brings another shayla. Stop, you want to wear it because you think it's funny, okay? So that's a machalikas. That's a machalikas of whether Davishim's machalikas or That's one shayla. But then there's a the second shayla about evading taxes. What's the other shayla? How could Rabbi Kiva hold that you're allowed to pay taxes? What about din Adina? So the Gemara says two answers. Amrav Shmuel, Same answer that it's talking about a tax collector who's taking too much, so it's not din machuzadina. Or to omri Rabbi Yannai, Amri, says we're so talking about a case where the guy is taking taxes not from the government; he's a he's a mob boss. Some have the same two answers on a third sukya, and that is You show up, and there's a guy who wants to take money from you. He's a, a murderer, a ganif, a customs collector who wants to take taxes, and you're allowed to swear that you're allowed to you're allowed to declare not swear you're allowed to declare that this item doesn't belong to you. It's truma, and apparently they, they say if it doesn't belong to you, they won't take it. So a guy shows up to you and he says, uh, taxes, you have to give us t- 10% of uh, all the fruit that you have. And you're like, it's not mine, uh, it's truma, I'm just, I'm delivering it, it's, I'm, it's not mine, it's, it's truma. And they're like, okay, fine, let it go. Now, w- why that was the system? Okay, because it's, it's not the point. The point stuff. is, you were allowed to say that, even though it's not true, you're evading taxes. And the Gemara says, she shall base melech, or you could say that it belongs to the king. No, it's not true. So taxes. Again, it's an unlawful tax. Or says we're talking about a case where the tax collector is not ordained by the government. He's a, he's a mob boss A third answer, Rabbi Ashi, It's the same. I'm just the same answer. So we have a book. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not from the king. He's just a mob boss who's you know, taking but, taxes. No, but the money's going to the king. Well, yeah? first of all, that doesn't matter. It's not din machuzedina. Dinwa machuzedina is a, you can't steal from me and just give money to the White House. That's not. It's not Dinwa is a law ordained by the government. A guy just shows up and takes taxes. I don't care what he buzzes with the money. It's a of. So the Gemara says Rav our third answer is bemukas kanani. We're talking about a kanani uh, customs collector who again collects more than the king is authorized. Very similar to the first answer. So I why this is a third answer, but uh, I guess the time of the Gemara, the Kananim meaning, it's not like you want a practical example. The Kananim, they, they, that's what they do. Now the Gemara says an interesting thing. Now we're getting this today's daf is a, I told you, like if you want to understand the laws of like playing, it's today's daf. The Gemara says the following story: you Yisrael Kanani Anos Shaboladin. A Jew and a Kanani robber were brought to judgment. Now this Jew is being taken to Kanani court. Now according to most opinions. We're afraid that the Kanani court is either going to take more than the Jewish court would, or we're afraid that they'll put them in Rikers. You see, part of, part of the danger is, you see, in, 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 in Gemara terms, there's no such thing as jail. Almost not. Kemat uh, Never. They would lash or take money. That that was it. There was no such thing as jail. Nowadays, if you're stealing, and let's say you steal over ta- federal, fe- you steal from the federal government over ta- state lines, whatever it is. Let's say there's a chance you'll be sent into Rikers. I don't know if there is, but I don't, I don't care. But let's say there is. And now all of a sudden, this petty crime or this financial crime, instead of just getting you a slap on the wrist or a financial penalty, you're now being sent with a guy who could stab you. That's not good. So we're talking about such a situation where we're afraid that that uh, the either the guy is too tough or they're going to take more money than would be lawful. So this is what you're allowed to do. If you could bring him to a Jewish court and the Jewish court will exonerate him, do that. And even if you don't take him to the Jewish court, you could tell the Kanani court, we under Jewish law would, would exonerate him. And let's say you can't. But then if you could find a loophole within the American system, he would say, well, this should be meaning find loopholes. Vimlav, unless you can find any loophole, boy and love and then play again. Meaning, uh, do your magic. Do something to get him off. Now this uh, this is uh this is again the mefarshim say this is only true if the guy did something that was considered unlawful or were afraid that the punishment will be so severe. So the Gemara says, Ravakiva, Akivim de Hashem. Rev Kiva says, and this is a big issue we'll see over the next Amid, Rev Akiva says, if it's a Chel Hashem, don't do it. Meaning, Rev Akiva has no problem with you getting him off, conceptually, to get him exonerated, even though he shouldn't be. But if it's going to cause a Chel Hashem, don't do it. Says the Gemara time the a Kanani Mishari. Why isn't this theft? The Jews stole from the guy. I understand. You're afraid of the punishment will go to whatever. You're afraid that the guy will beat him up. I understand. We're not, not afraid of death. We're not talking about Rikers will be killed. But you're afraid that the punishment will be a little severe. So says Rebbe Kiva, if it's a chila don't do it. But if it's not a chila get, get him up. Wait, it's, why isn't it a At the end of the day, he stole from the guy. The guy wants his money back. You're playing games to get him out of this gzela. So you say you could steal from a guy. No, you can't. How do I know you can't steal from a guy? The Gemara says, but tanya. By the way, a big that we're going to see in the next Amid. There's a difference. People make a mistake. To'us akum is muter, gzeila akum not muter. Tos akum means if they made the mistake themselves, right. you could let it be. Amazon sends you two pairs of shoes. I don't have to call you to correct it, but you can't do something to play games that'll cause them. That's Geneva. How do I know you're not a steal from a guy? Because the pasuk says like this: Is a pasuk in the Torah that there's a parsha in the Torah that describes if a Jew sells himself to a guy, the halacha is you buy him out. Why can't I take him? I'm a big guy. I'll break into the house. I'll take him. Not allowed to, because it's Geneva. You have to buy him out. Says the Gemara, Datania, but Datania, am Rav Shimon. Da'as the Darsh of Ekiya Kishabah Rav Ekiya himself Darsh this. Menayim Legezel Kanani, who also had to know you not steal from a guy. Tamaloymer Acher Nimkergulataylor. The pas says you have to buy the Kanani, that buy the slave from the guy. You can't go to the next page. You can't just take him. Why can't I take him? He answers it's Geneva. The Gemara says, what does that mean? You can't just uh, let him escape. Now, life. Now, by the way, the pasuk says you have to pay for him. Now, what if the, 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 the what if the guy is charging an exuberant price for him? I, I don't have to pay for that. Then tamalim Meaning, meaning Meaning that you, you, I, I have to buy. I can't steal the slave, the Jewish slave from the guy, but I also don't have to pay a hundred million dollars for the guy. Hardball negotiate. But what do you see? You can't just take the slave. Why? Because it's Geneva. So if it's Geneva, if you believe that Geneva is a problem, then why are you allowed to play games to get him off the court case? So says the Gemara. Amrav Akiva, Amrav like The answer is, you're allowed to steal from a guy. We're going to reject this. But the Gemara says maybe you're allowed to steal from a guy. I, it says you have to pay for the slave. That's a Ger a ger is a guy who accepts the sheva mitzvah noyach and accepts the the, the the rule of Moshe Rabbeinu. Meaning, a regular guy that's avir avaydizar you could steal from, and that's when Rebbe says, "Get him off the case, uh, exonerate him." Even though it's uh, play games, ah, you're not allowed to steal. You have to pay for the slave. That's a ger toshiv. So you tell me you're allowed to steal from goyim. You only are not allowed to steal from a ger toshiv. That's not true. The Gemara says, "Amrle Abaya hot ravaya dodik this pasuk that describes that you have to redeem a Jewish slave from a guy, we're going to see right now it's true by a guy, it's true by a Gertaishev, it's true if he was sold to the church. In all these cases, you have to buy him out, meaning you can't steal him. So what do you see? You're not allowed to steal from a guy, you're not allowed to steal from a Gertaishev. It's all the same. So back to the original Kasha, how could Rabbi Akiva get you off in court? Lo'yelachah, the Gemara says, Elagir. He's not sold to a Jew, He sold to a Ger. Now what's a Ger? Shemar, Ger. Ger, said it. A Ger is not a Jewish convert. Elger Toshiv. Oh, so you see, you know not to steal from a ger Keep going. Shemil ger toishev. Mishbachas ger. Then the pasuk says mishbachas ger zayvikacham. It's a guy. You're not allowed to steal from a guy either. And kishu oymer akir. And then it says la What's akir? Zad nimkav That's selling to the church. So what do you see? You have to buy him in all these situations. You can't steal him. So you see, you can't steal from a guy. You can't steal from a ger All these things. So what's the what's the answer? Alam arava like kasha The answer is there's a difference between stealing something from him and avoiding him making money from you. Meaning, you can't take money from him. I don't have to pay him back what is owed. There's a difference. A halva, avoiding a halva, avoiding paying back a loan is not the same as taking money from him. It's more passive. So, okay, here's the problem though. Okay, so I guess that when Rav Akiva, basically when Rav Kiva said get him off the case, it doesn't mean get him off the case to take money from him. It means that if you owe him money, you can play games that you won't be hive to pay him. It's not straight up Geneva. it's just avoiding paying him a loan. Now here's the thing though, here's the problem. You're not allowed to just take the slave. And the slave doesn't belong to him. The slave is like, you're preventing him from gaining money. Isn't that what a slave is? So the Gemara says, no, you see from here that a slave is owned by the guy, And by you taking the slave, that's taking money from his pocket, which is not allowed. So says the Gemara, How do you look at a slave? Is a slave really belong to guy? He answers, And Never. ivri is taka owned by the guy. He owns him, and therefore to take him without paying would be a straight-up Geneva, not Afkos Halvose. Okay, now from here, uh, we'll go a little weiter. Oh, we're going to finish this off, as we always do. Yeah, but again, you have to know the situation. It's not like you could do that all the time. Bibi Chasida Kanani You're not to steal money from a guy. You don't have to return a lost object. Meaning, the mitzvah of Hashavas does not apply to guy. Gezel How do I know you're not to steal from a guy? So we just had one source. We'll get another source. Dumrav Huna Menayin leGezel Kanani Shu How do I know you're not to steal from a guy? The pasuk says. That, um, that you'll take everything after a war. Meaning you could win it in a war. You could take stuff from them. But if it's not a war, then you can't. Okay, so you see that you have to buy it normally. But you don't have to return a lost object. How do I know that you don't have to return a lost object to a guy? The Pasek says, You have to return a lost object to your brother. You only have to return a lost object to your brother, the Jew, not to a guy. So the Gemara says, Maybe when the Pesach says you don't have to return a lost object, it means I don't have to go pick it up. Right? We know that by Ashab Sabeid there's two halachas. One is that if you see a lost object, you can't just say, like, I don't, I'm not seeing it. You walk past. you have to go get it. Then once you pick it up, you have to return it. Right? This, And hashiv Teshivim. There's two separate mitzvahs in the Torah. One is that if it's in your hands, you have to return it. The other one is that you have to go get it. So maybe by a guy, I don't have to go get it. But once I get it, maybe I have to return it. To that, the says that which you find, even if you found it, still achikha, you only have to return it to a yid and not to a guy this is a big story throughout this daf and that is even though you don't have to return the lost object to them but if it's a chil meaning if they know that you picked it up and they know that you didn't return it because they're a guy it's a chil you have to return it the gemara continues the famous gemara and that is Akum is which means you can't steal from them but if they make a mistake i don't have to tell them about the mistake that they made now by the way we pass that this is true but, if a Chil Hashem will be created, or you can create a Kiddush Hashem, then you're obligated to do that. And that's why in a store, I've always said that in a store, if people ask me, and the store, non-Jewish store, and the person accidentally, let's say, doesn't ring you up or whatever, gives you two pairs of pants for one price, that if you can make a Kiddush Hashem and say, listen, they see you're a Jew, and you say, listen, it's not honest, I want to make a Kiddush beautiful, then you should. But if Amazon sends you something and you're doing an automated return system, well, what's the Kiddush Hashem? There's no Kiddush so, Hashem through, in such a situation. So, Princess ben was concerned because the thing was stirred with him with the jewel on the donkey that he bought. Interesting. He was worried that he'd get caught. No, I don't know. It will make a Kiddush Hashem. The Gemara says, So, Shmuel says, Tohos HaKam AsMoter, says the Gemara, following story, Shmuel, Shmuel, Shmuel bought a, uh, he was supposed to be buying a bronze bowl for $4. The guy gave him a gold bowl instead. It was an accident. Not my mistake, his mistake. You don't have to tell them. Obviously, this is a situation where it was not going to create a Kiddush Hashem anyways. The an Arab doesn't care. So says the Gemara, but what did he do? Shmuel, instead of paying $4, add a fifth. Why? This was that if they ever find out that it was gold, they won't blame him because he'll say, I messed up on the amount anyway. So I messed up on the amount of dollars I gave you. I, I didn't like... I messed up on the gold silver. It's it, it sort of it, it made the whole thing a little more chaotic. Rivkana was supposed to get a hundred hundred barrels, but he paid for a hundred barrels, but he was given hundred and twenty accidentally, and he didn't correct it. So also, he's going. He's while the transaction's happening, he's going to pay a fifth. So it's not a finalized transaction when realized a mistake. It's well, during. Hmm. The correct. Correct. But the point it's is. Okay. Yeah. The point so is, I is know he noticed the guy it. didn't scan the item right then. I don't have to. Correct. Correct. Unless it'll make a Kiddush Hashem. yeah. So again, Rav Kahana put an extra dollar in there. That way it would cover up his tracks. That way if they ever find out that there was a mistake, they won't think that he did it on purpose because he'll be like, I messed up the amount of dollars anyways. I was off my game that day. The Gemara says, and Omerle, like he added, Rav Kahana, by the way, added. Because again, Rav is buying 100 barrels. He's paying for 100, but they, he notices 120. So he adds the extra dollar to cover his tracks. And then he says to him, Chazidalah samchina." He says to the guy, he's like, you counted it? Because I'm, I'm relying on you. Right. Like, Like he knows. He's saying, like, I'm not doing the count. I'm trusting you. That way, if it ever comes back, he'll be like, I I told you, I'm trusting you. It's it just covering his tracks. It won't be a kechil, The Gemara continues. Ravina and Akuti were buying a palm tree that they were cutting up. And they were, I don't know why the guy would do this. This is so stupid. He was cutting up the tree. And they were splitting up based on not based on weight, but based on pieces. So he was like so he said, he told his He says, if you're gonna do the numbers, make sure I get from the bottom of the tree. Cause the cause the trunk is bigger and stronger. So again, that's like the guy's mistake. I'm not, a little bit more feels like it's a little more proactive of Yeah. It wasn't within his rights, he's not playing Meaning over there, it's not like he's taking more. They were splitting it up. You get five, I get five. So he's like, okay, I'll choose the thicker ones. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. The Gemara continues. Uh, interesting story. Ravashi have of Bo'ercha. Ravashi was traveling. Ravashi was like a Rebbe. You know, uh, if Chayn Kadevsky walks into your pizza shop, you're not charging him, right? It's free. Ravashi had a similar problem. Ravashi, by the way, the Rebbe's wife, well, Babatra's wife, she would never shop in, in in Crown Heights. Every day she would go to for shopping for, for the supermarket, she would go to Borough Park. Because people knew who she was in, in Crown Heights and they wouldn't take her money and they treated her differently and she wanted to be a regular woman. Just by the way, the Misa goes for the record that uh, the the uh, her story that the doctor her doctor was a, a YU rabbi, man of the you know, not a Chabanik. And the doctor, uh, she never said who she was. She never said the and she just she said, uh, Mrs. Schneerson, and the, he didn't know that it was and the, the end of the first, at the end of the visit, as he's walking out, he said, Do you happen to be the Baba wife? And she said, How do you, why why'd you say that? Because she never he said, because you're the only house in Kranites that there's no picture of the Rebbe up on the wall. So that, that, that was, <laughs> <laughs> so he figured it out. So Ravashi Ravashi <laughs> Ravashi was traveling, and Gufna <laughs> invi. He saw a, a cluster of grapes. He saw a, a vineyard. He says to his guy, He says, Go find out if that's owned by Goyim, because if it's owned by Goyim, take some. Now, sounds really bad. It sounds like I'll steal if it's Goyim, I won't steal if it's Jews, but that's not what he meant. He meant try to buy them if they're Goyim, because they'll take his money. But if they're Jews, they're just going to give them for free. I don't want that. So that, that was the story. But as he's saying this, the guy, the guy who owns the vineyard, hears this, and hears him saying, "Find out if it's goyim, because uh, I'll take it." So he says, mm-hmm. "Shama so he the guy hears this. Amr leh kuti shari, you could steal from goyim. Amr le, no, he says, "Kuti shakel Dmei. You saw He says, "No, if you're a guy, you'll take my money. Jews won't take my money. I'm not interested in, in getting gifts." Okay, gufa amr shmuel dina machuzadina shmuel said dina amr the, the king would, to make a road or to make a bridge, he would go into someone's property. What's it called? Oh. Eminent domain. Knock down the trees and build a road through it. So that's how you prove Dinah Machuzadina. Why? Because how are we driving? How are we walking through those bridges? You're walking through stolen property. The only way you could do it is because they're allowed to do That's his proof of Dinah Machuzadina. Because how else are we allowed to go on the bridge if now for eminent domain that we're all participating in a theft we're walking I'm walking through your house I gotta walk through your house unless the government allows it oh you see the government has power so the Gemara says maybe, maybe it's because of Yish maybe, maybe the government doesn't have power but I'm driving through your backyard so why am I allowed to go through your backyard oh because it's Yish the Gemara says that's not a good Yish Meaning Yish doesn't work without a Shina Rashus. So even if it is yish, it's still in the same property. If you just, if someone just breaks into your backyard, even if you're miyayish, it's still the guy's house. Yish doesn't work by by by, by real estate. So then I can't go to your backyard for a party unless evidence domain is a legitimate thing. So the Gemara says, Wait a minute. But when they, do, when they knock down the houses to make the bridges, they're not following the king's orders. Apparently, the king would order that you have to take some trees to knock down. You can't just knock down someone's backyard. You have to take a little bit from each property. Now, by the way, it's a very strange way to build a bridge by knocking down a little bit of everybody's property. But that's what the king ordered. So this guy just knocks down Gavin's whole backyard, knocks it down. You say, "Oh, why is it allowed, din machus But that's not even machus because the government said that you should just take a little bit of everybody's property. So the answer is no. No, 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 no. The king never meant that he should only cut down, cut down from everybody's property. That's not what he meant. What he meant is like this: If the king were to go to your backyard and knock down all the trees in your backyard, you are allowed to go to other people's property and get money. Meaning the king would take a to knock down the guy's backyard, fully. So they're, they're keeping the king's orders. So what did he mean by knocking down other people's, a little bit of the, other people's property? What he meant is that when he knocks down your whole backyard, you are allowed to go to each person in the community and get paid for one tree. And if you choose not to, then that's you being lazy. Mm-hmm. So it's not that what they're doing is not a chassar Din dinah Let's finish up. Before minutes, will stop. Amirova, man de mishkach debate dori para mansa de malka. Okay, basically, because it's like this. All, all, uh, all six of us are partners in a grain silo. All of us take our grain and go. I'm the only one left because I'm, I'm taking too long. I'm there when the tax collector shows up. So the halacha is he is allowed to take from, from me, for all of you guys, and then I will collect from you. That's allowed, that's not considered Geneva. I'm, I'm, I'm required, I'm allowed to give up. What he's taking, now the reason why it's not considered Geneva, the reason why it's important, is because then you could buy from that tax collector. It's not considered ill-gotten. He's allowed to take from one partner Uh, up taxes on behalf of all the partners and the partners will pay back that partner but says the gemara but that's only true if we're partners but uh, let's say i'm a sharecropper a sharecropper means like this i work your land and i get paid in grain i don't own the land at all i'm not your partner if i'm the only one there i am not obligated even according to the law to pay your taxes for you therefore if he takes that that's considered stolen the Gemara continues, Amrava, Barmata, Abarmata, Mi'abit. The halacha was that in Dina at the time, the way it would work is basically like this the king would have taxes that he would collect. Now, he wouldn't necessarily send messengers. What he would do is it was a business. You would pay for the right to collect taxes. But that's fine. You're on behalf, you're a shliach of the government. But you're really keeping the money yourself, but you're paying a large sum of money for this right to collect taxes. One of the rules of the government was that if you're not paying taxes, I could go to you and take a collateral from you, and then you have to go get it from him. That was law. Law of the land. That's completely permissible because it's Dina Machus It says the Gemara, That's only true for taxes of this year. Meaning, if is not paying taxes of this year, then in the laws of the government, you can go to Gavin and say, he's not paying. I'm taking a large collateral from you, and if you want the money back, go get it from him. I was completely permissible, but that's only true for this year's taxes. But last year's taxes, the halacha was, the king was Michael after the year. If he didn't collect that year, because again, the king is not the one collecting. The king allows you, so Gavin has the rights. He paid for the rights of 2023, his collection. That's what he paid for. The, the taxes of 2022 is not a gay of him therefore from the perspective of the king it's sort of nimchal it's like it's forgiven therefore you cannot take a collateral for last year tax and if you do that's unlawful and geneva just to finish up the daf amirava, hani dari. there were people that there for profession they would fertilize fields so what would they do they would show up to your field put up a large pen bring their animals have the animals just poop fill the field with poop and then they a fertilize the field these people, you cannot buy animals from. Why? Because in the nature of their... Because they're dealing with so much animals, they would just sometimes, and they go in people's fields, they would take other people's fields, animals, accidentally. But there was Gneva mixed in. The Gemara says, Other animals will be mixed in. But, But if let's say it's outside of the Tchum, meaning if they're setting up the pen in the fields, all the way in the forest, that's mutter, because the likelihood that an animal got there is very, very small. But says the Gemara, we'll end with this, I'm a Ravina, but if let's say the owner shows up and says, that's my animal, and he says, what do you mean? We're in the forest. He's like, I've been running, I've told everybody, I'm going to the forest, my animals went to the forest. If the story checks up, then then you, then you there's a very likelihood it's G'neva, then you gotta stop buying for me